yes, it, it's it's oddly beautiful and strangely disturbing. This is a horror film, a Brit horror film, made in 2022. And what it isn't is one of those kind of Saw-type movies. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't like... I mean, I, I watched that last Saw movie and Saw 10 and quite enjoyed it, thinking, well, I don't think I've seen the last eight. However, Saw 10 is here and I quite enjoyed it. But you see, this isn't one of those kind of... I want to put you over a pen, on a pendulum over a, a, a pit of flaming snakes, and every time you say a certain word, we're going to ratchet down the pendulum so that you will be eaten by the snakes. And they're in a, bat, a, a vat of acid, and they've been, they've been coated with, with acid-retardant liquid so that the, the snakes are still there and they'll eat you after you've been destroyed by the acid. Anyway... It's all about a, a word that if you say the word, you move down the pendulum into the vat. And the word will be the. That sort of thing. That's not like this movie at all. This has real, real unsettling beauty about it. And the film I'm talking about is 2022's Ennis Men. Now, Ennis Men is um, Stone Island in Cornish and it's set on an island. It's set in 1973. Can I just say, it's beautifully, beautifully shot. More about that in a minute. It is also beautifully costumed and beautifully um, set. Because all of the, those 70s items, kitchen items, for instance, many of which I have in my own home. Uh, and the costumes are great. Really well done. There's nothing that I think, oh, I don't think he'd be he'd wearing a puffer jacket, would he? Not in the 70s. So it takes place in 1973. And the, the idea is that there is um, there is one person on this island, or is there, who is played by Mary Woodvine, John Woodvine's daughter. He's in the film as well as the preacher. But the main character, she's the main character, and she is on the island ostensibly alone to document the flowering of a little patch of flowers. And there's a stone obelisk, a monolith if one, if one likes, which looks like the body of a person that's in the distance. So most of the time is spent with her going, getting up in the morning, putting on her red mac, very don't look now, walking around the island, finding the, the flowers, coming back to write in her book, Day well, the date, and then uh, no change. And in the evening, turning on the generator, and having a cup of tea, and reading a book, and being contacted by the shortwave radio. And that in itself is beautifully done. It's very evocative. It's very stark. It's shot by Mark Jenkin, the director, on 16mm film. So it's really grainy. And what they did um, during during COVID, when they shot this during COVID, um, was to try and eliminate their carbon footprint. So there's there are very few um, characters here. There's, there are very few setups and very few sets. They have it that they're on an island and it's beautifully done. It's evocative. The camera lingers. 
There are no fast. There's no fast cutting here. I don't think there's. A, I couldn't. I cu I can't remember a soundtrack, to be honest. And um, the camera lingers. It it takes its time. It spends as much time as it needs to show you what it needs to show you, and that is the possible unraveling of the volunteer's mind because characters start to arrive a character who stands outside the house on a little shed and she talks to that character we subsequently find out well we don't know whether that character is real or not we do later on but i'm not going to spoil it for you there was a man who arrives with supplies on a boat he may be love interest for her in the past he may be dead he may not there's the remembrance of a preacher, a fire and brimstone preacher, played by John Woodvine. One thing that the volunteer does day after day is go to a hole and drop down a stone. It's a ritual. This is full of rituals. This is full of the rituals of which you, upon which you build your life. And, and she always looks for that stone. Nothing happens until something does. And it's about who's been there before. Because it's about the lives that have been there before. And the way that she imposes herself on that life. And the flowers. The way the flowers change. And the way the flowers have an impact bodily on her. All of this may be true. All of this may be happening. None of this may be happening. That's the unsettling nature of this. When your ritual continues and it doesn't help, what else is there? Religion is a ritual. Life is a ritual. These are the rocky outcrops that you can cling to before you fall. And I fear and feel that the volunteer here will fall. Because the nodal points, the, the comfort, the ritual of her life has ended, has finished. The performances here, mainly Mary Woodvine, is a diffident, disconnected performance. She doesn't seem to fit anywhere doesn't seem to even fit on the island she's chosen to be on. She doesn't seem to have any friends or any family. She seems quite sure of herself with that little bit of dialogue she's in. she has, but she doesn't seem to be someone who fits. We don't know why she's there, and I suspect neither does she. That's also a fear. So while this isn't a kind of big budget sore cut your arms off and then and then feed you your feet kind of film it has a sense of nature and the obelisk disappears and things change and the seasons that come and go and that you can trust are not there and it's all about trust and it's all about the things in your life that make your life complete and make your life easier make it easier for you to live 
when that's all thrown out of whack, what do you do? And you create your own reality. Nothing exists until you name it. Nothing exists until you see it. When your mind is telling you that's not the case, and what you thought was a chair actually isn't, that's the greatest fear of all. And that's why this film, which doesn't really contain a plot as such, is so very, very frightening. Ta-ta.